he was asking advice or an opinion on a Patreon he would like to join. Yeah, he said, hey, uh, does anybody have any recommendations for a good Patreon that is worth my time and money? And I'm and I'm just like, did he really tweet that out? The guy that's begging every day for money. Welcome to the Mike Durban Show, episode number 37. Thank you so much for listening. This is the first show of the new year. I hope you guys all had a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. I got two of my friends on the show this week for the first time ever on the Mike Durban Show. My good friend Hambone from the Freakin' Hambone Show joins me. And returning to the show is Nate Milbank. He's been on a couple times before. He went to a anime convention in New York, and he's going to tell me what happened there. Please follow me on all my social media. On Twitter, I am at Mike Durband, D-U-R-B-A-N-D. Instagram is Mike underscore Durband underscore show. And please subscribe to my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Michael Durband. I want to thank Joe Feeney and Creative Control Network. There are so many great shows on the Creative Control Network, such as Creative Control Daily with Joe Feeney, the It's Husey Hello Show, the Freakin' Hambone Show, of course, uh, What's Your Favorite with Jamie Irwin, From the Bedroom to the Booth with Aaron Pavis, and also Highway to Helms with Shane Helms, and What a Rush with Road Warrior Animal. All right, let's get to my interview with Hambone, but first, some words from my sponsors. This is a real treat. Uh, This took uh, 37 or 38 shows. I've never had Hambone on my show, ever. Right. I don't. I think you're right. I think the Demon Hambone has been on real quickly. Right. Long time uh, ago. Yeah, a long time ago. And I was I was told uh, not to have Hambone on the show ever again after the Demon Hambone made an appearance. So. First time on the Mike Durban Show. Welcome. Thank you. It's good to finally be on. And you know what's funny about that is <laughs> tried to say that he never said that about me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, have, I have the email if anybody wants to uh, see it. Uh, yeah. Right. I'm, well, I believe you. It's just <laughs> funny. <laughs> yeah. I'll never forget where I was when I read that. I had just pulled into the post office and I got that email and I was like, oh, okay. 
that's how it is. All right. Right. It's funny because we, we, you know, we, me and you text or message pretty much almost every day. So it's it's so funny that I've never been able to have you on my show. You're and right. here we are. Here we are. It's, it's a new year. Happy New Year to everybody. It's great, man. Great to have you on. Thank you, Mike. It's good to be on. And like always, I appreciate your friendship. You know, I, I, you know, you're one of the few people I've met through actually met in person through yeah. this whole online thing. And it's just really cool that I can say that, you know, I met you in person and really enjoyed hanging out with you when we were at the, the first StarCast. Yeah, that was about a year and a half ago. And uh, yeah. do, you have, do you have any plans to travel anytime soon, anytime this year? Not at this point. I mean, I'm just kind of waiting on a couple of other things like, you know, my housing situation, wanting to get into a new apart my new apartment first and I'm still on that waiting list. So, once I get that settled, I'll kind of decide what's going on from there so I can budget more accordingly. Speaking of presents, so I sent you a Christmas present and you didn't get it. That's right. I did not get it. I even contacted one of my old neighbors about it, and he hasn't responded yet. So I don't know if he's out of town or just ignoring me or what. Yeah, he's probably enjoying the present. He probably opened it, and he's watching it now. <laughs> he might be. I hope not. But... Yeah, I was trying to contact you, but um, you basically turn your phone off or you uh, you go off the grid whenever you either go to your family's house or they come to you, right? That's pretty much the case, yes. Yeah, that is a wise decision. I mean, otherwise you're on your phone all the time checking right. stuff. Like, I Talk wish I could people. do that. I really wish I could do that. All right, I'm thankful that I can do it. I mean, cause it just lets me focus on my nieces more, and it, I don't. They get to see somebody who's not on their phone all the time. So, I mean, I try to do that as an example, cause they're always like on her to like not be on her iPad and other devices, and it's like, but they're sitting there on their phones all the time. So I just think it's trying to be a good example, and uh, you know, just trying not to be distracted by other stuff too while they're around and you know i don't get all the time i'd like with them so i just think you know might as well try to focus on them while i have that opportunity yeah so you were off the grid for about a week just about a week because yeah they came in monday before christmas and then stayed until the following monday and i was off the grid for almost that entire time yeah so how was your christmas it was good. I had a lot of fun, you know, just I got most of the stuff I wanted and, you know, I was able to, you know, have a lot of fun with the kids, just playing with them and their stuff. And, you know, my, my older niece loves the Nintendo Switch, so we play a lot of that. Yeah. My Christmas was awesome. I didn't do good. anything. Yeah, I didn't do nothing. It was awesome. Nice. I really that, I think that's the way that's the way I'm going to do it from now on. Uh, Christmas Eve, I just went to my aunt's house. Uh, it's a very small gathering. It's my aunt, my uncle, two cousins, and my cousin's daughter, so my second cousin. And it's very small. Uh, the food is amazing. Nice. Uh, the, it's just a great time. I look forward to it every year, uh, just going to their house on Christmas Eve. And my aunt makes the best desserts, man. The, she makes. Oh, she, that's cool. Yeah, she makes these little um, cheesecake cupcake things, and they're fucking amazing, man. Nice. And then she always we so we eat those, and then she always gives me like a a Ziploc bag full of them. So for the next few days, I'm eating those things, man. Very oh, cool. So 
Yeah, and then Christmas Day, I did nothing. I didn't go anywhere. I didn't have to deal with any family bullshit or drama. Oh. Yeah, I tuned everything out, man, this year, and I think that's the way it's going to be from now on. I just want to stay home and, and, and just enjoy myself, you know? Right, right. No. Yeah. I, hate, I always hate, like, it just seems like Christmas Day is so stressful. Because yeah. you're getting stuff ready, you know, you're like, especially when you've got kids or or, or relatives' kids, you got to get ready for all their stuff. And then, like this year, we we went we went over to my dad's family, and that's always a nightmare because they're so weird, and there's so <laughs> so many of them are so like drugged up on like various pills and stuff. And like we were supposedly we weren't going to do it anymore because my grandmother passed away this past summer. But then at the last minute, they're like, oh, you know, we're having a dinner over here. And then it's like I, everybody gets mad. They, my dad gets mad at me because I'm like, this is stupid. You all are going to hate it. And then they go over there and they talk about how much they hated afterwards and how weird and crazy everyone acted and how awful it was. And I'm like, I told you so. I don't understand why you keep doing this to yourself because every year they say we're not doing this anymore. We're going to yeah. start doing our own thing and then they then they go back on it and it's just like so 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 much so so much negativity and drama that's not needed yeah i always love christmas um and then yeah my grandma passed away in 2012 and um after that christmas on that side of the family was never the same and then my my other grandma my dad's mom she passed i think two years ago so yeah, it's just it's not the same, man. Grandparents are the best, man. Oh, you know? definitely, definitely they are. Yeah, so without without them, uh, it's just not the same, man. And 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 I'm fine. I don't need to, to spend time with anybody else, man. I'm fine. I'll, I'll I just do my that. I do my own <laughs> thing, man. Yeah. So right. how was your New Year's? My New Year's was pretty low key, as I'll probably talk about on my show. Uh, I hate. I, I, then I told you in a text, and yeah. I told Francesca I hate New Year's. Yeah, I mean, so do it I. just seems like I, uh, something bad always happens, or there's just always so much drama. Like it used to be drama, like when I was a kid about fighting and about going over to my grandparents' house my dad's family specifically and i would sometimes have a chance to be invited to a friend or whatever and i would never rarely ever get to go and then we'd end up having a miserable time over there and then like as i got older it just seemed like it was still like that and then it, like when i lived in pa my one boss my that one guy who i worked for for four years always insisted i come to his house and it's like uh what if i want to do my own thing i just yeah. want to be left alone and always had to go to his house because i would get heck at work if i didn't and then like a couple years about two years ago there was this big blow up at my brother-in-law's house on new year's day and it was it was pretty bad and so like it just seems like for me new year's day new year's eve just always have so many negative connotations so many negative experiences in the past and trauma and i just i get myself so worked up that i get myself sick and like end up giving myself like migraines and stuff because i'm so scared something bad's gonna happen on new year's day so i just try to avoid everybody on new year's day (laughs) Like, that's one reason I love working at, like, the movie theater, because I would, like, work Christmas and New Year's a lot of those years up in PA just to avoid all this drama back home with, like, all these negative things and negative visits to places I didn't want to go. Wow. 
So, uh, so it's New Year's. Did you make any New Year's resolutions for yourself? I just like basically kind of like continued on from where uh, I've kind of committed to over the past year. And after talking to a couple of close friends, I agreed that it was being successful. Just kind of like staying out of a lot of drama and trying to avoid drama in regards to like podcasting and social media and stuff like that, because it just seemed like if you look back to this time last year, I mean, I had so much drama, like with Russo mad at me still about like, leaving the brand and like having various people in the brand who just seemed like they were obsessed with bringing me up and burying me and you know and different things like that and yeah and uh and i've i really am thankful because i like smoothed over a lot of that stuff you know like with russo jeff uh uh people like some of the brand fans people on facebook and i just really and like that one dude that used to harass me as an harassed us in a long time and i mean just seems like besides really like so i guess just like less drama just trying to doing my thing and staying out of other people's stuff and you know just kind of continuing to expand on that and i feel like uh when i look back especially a year ago i mean and you're aware of all that stuff like i just feel like i have done a good job at getting away from so much of that drama and just kind of distancing myself from the brand even though i know there's a lot of good people there has really i felt like been one of the biggest keys in reducing the drama in my life i mean about the only drama i really had last year was the stuff with matt coon that you know all about but i mean even with him it wasn't that bad it wasn't that long and i mean a lot of stuff he said about me and you and others he really has no credibility for that you know for the claims he's made so I mean, just really the main thing for me is just avoiding drama, just trying to, you know, just do my show, promote stuff on podcasting and just staying out of people's stuff. Like, you know, like I know there's been a lot of stuff with like ongoing for six months or more with like you know, like the RCN and the, and you know, our network and the, those got the grapplers and all that stuff, all that stuff's kind of gone now. And I just try to stay out of the stuff with, you know, like John and Rob and like some of the people they, they've argued with and have argued back and forth with them. And like, you know, just, I've really just tried to avoid it all and just tried to stay on everybody's good side. I mean, but I screwed up a little bit, but I mean, I'm just yeah. glad to have stayed out out of that stuff because i know that would have made me miserable with anxiety if i had gotten involved one side or the other with that well so uh who do we have coming up on the Hambone show we have uh, mike pearl he's an apocalypse expert it should be dropping the next day or two and then i'm interviewing this other guy He's the author of like everything Star Wars, and Whoa. we're gonna we're gonna talk about Star Wars, which you know one of the things I'm a big mark for. So yeah. I'm gonna be happy to talk to him. His name's Ken. So mm-hmm. uh, I mean he's been a he's somebody who who's a guest on a lot of podcasts. So I reached out to his publisher. That's another trick. Where sometimes if they've written stuff, reach out to the publisher. That'll help your chances a lot to get the person on your show. Um, did you see the new Star Wars? I did see the Rise of Skywalker. I went and watched it on opening night. Yeah, so what did you think of it? I liked it, 
but I mean, there were things I liked and didn't like. I think it was the best one of this current trilogy. I don't think it was as good as the original trilogy. I mean, I think it was better than probably, I'd say I think it was better than at least episode one, maybe episode two. But, I mean, I don't think it was as good as Episode 3 in the original trilogy. But, I mean, it was definitely the best effort of this this current trilogy story. And I I think that J.J. Abrams should have directed all three movies. Because I think, you know, there's just such a disconnect between 7 and 9 versus 8. It's like 8 was trying to do something totally different than 7 and 9. But, I mean, I I did. I I wish that Anakin would have appeared as a sport a force ghost but i mean i wish that's what i wish i heard originally he was but then they did a lot of recut retakes and stuff like that but i I did like some of it and i think it was a decent end to the story did you uh do you watch the mandalorian Yes, I thought it was the best. Yes, yeah. They got to make more of that. Um, I definitely loved that whole story and definitely thought it was the best Star Wars thing I've seen in a long time. I love that Mandalorian way more than any of these three newer movies, <laughs> 7, definitely. 8, and 9. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, Gina Carano, she's tremendous. Sure. I always, I've always been a big fan of her and... Uh, but she was awesome. I hope she's in the next season that's coming out next year. Right. I heard they were making another season for this year. Yeah. Um, but I definitely recommend it to anybody who likes Star Wars. I think you'll love it. Definitely. Have you checked out anything else on Disney Plus? Not really too much. I watched some of the Star Wars stuff that I'd never watched, like some of those animated things. I'd really only watched Rebels, so I watched some more of the Clone Wars. I'd never watched all of those. And I mean, but there's a ton of movies on there. I probably will eventually watch some of the old movies and stuff. There's a lot of great National Geographic uh, documentaries on there, too. Right, right. I saw that. I might check some of those out. Probably my favorite thing on there is the um, Imagineering story, and that's the it's like a five or six part documentary on all the theme parks that they have. Oh yeah, yeah, I think I did see that. Yeah. All right, Hambone, this has been uh, a real honor. And, Thank you. Uh, I, you know, it took me thirty-seven or thirty-eight episodes to have you on the Mike Durbin show, and it's great uh, catching up with you. And uh, everybody, check out the freaking Hambone show on the Creative Control Network. Thanks for having me. Nate. Yes, can you hear me? Yes, sir. All right. I I can see you with that outfit, man. (laughs) <laughs> oh, what, are you, what are you wearing man oh well i'm happy that you asked um i've been to several minor league hockey games in my time i've been i could name all the teams i've been to but i don't want to bore you so minor league teams tend to have pretty wacky promotional nights perhaps the most famous is pink in the rink night where they dye the ice pink and the home team wears pink in support of breast cancer. But they also have things like Disco Night, Tie-Dye Night, Star Wars Night, Boy Scout Night, 
and for Christmas, Ugly Sweater Night. This right here is the Ugly Sweater jersey, at least the store version, for the Toledo Walleye, a team down in the ECHL. Mm. All right, well, Nate, it's great to see you back. Um, this is your first time on my show since I have have uh, gone gone over to the uh, Creative Control Network. Thank you. Yeah. I know you're a big fan of uh, the Creative Control Network, right? I love keeping it 100, and I love What's Your Favorite. Oh, with Jamie Irwin. I'm doing yeah. that show tomorrow morning. Uh, do you ever listen to Hughesley's show? I do not listen to Hughesy. He is not Conan's friend. Uh, really, the only shows on the Creative Control Network I listen to are Keeping It 100 and What's Your Favorite, simply because I might have to sample some of the others, though. Maybe I'll even give Hughie a shot. Yeah, give Hughesley a shot. Give me a shot. I've, I've, uh, I've given you a shot. I like your stuff, but I, I need to listen more often. Because sometimes when the podcasts are thin, I need something to listen to. Yeah. Um, okay, Nate, well, uh, I saw you had a busy weekend. Well, this weekend I went to Anime NYC. This is, uh, as you could guess from the name, it's an anime convention. And I have been going to these things since 2006. So did you go by yourself? I usually go by myself. I do have a friend that I go with to uh, two conventions uh, down in the Washington, D.C. area. But he lives in Brooklyn, and I mostly just take him as part of a travel deal. I'm kind of a loner at these things, but I do have what I call con buddies, people I know from Facebook, people who are from around the area that go to these things. So I may be a bit of a loner, but I'm never really alone at these things. Well, that's good. So you go in. uh, How are the ladies there? What's the ratio uh, men to women? I didn't really I wasn't really paying attention, but it seems to be, I believe, like either 40, 60 or 50, 50. So you don't go you don't go there to meet women. You're there for just for the love of anime. I'm I'm mostly there because it's part of my passion. Um talking on the con floor, like hitting on girls at the con floor is not something I would do because usually they're either on their way to something, in the middle of a photo shoot, or they're not from the area. And I'm trying to avoid long distance relationships. Oh, okay. Yeah, I hear that. Mm. Russo um, kind of coerced me into hitting on girls at Otakon <laughs> when I was joined his live stream. Huh. That did not go well. No? No. Mm. I, I'd rather, like, go to a local gathering, see if there's some girls there. Yeah. As I said, conventions, not the kind of place you want to pick up chicks. You yeah. can take your... you. I would recommend taking your girlfriend to some of these things if she's into this sort of stuff, but yeah. don't don't try swinging for the fences there, man. Yeah. So you told me that you presented at a panel or you had your own panel. I didn't have a panel this weekend. I oh. submitted one. It got rejected. I would have submitted more, but I'm an idiot and I missed the deadline. Oh, I was looking forward to that. that but I have gonna... presented panels at conventions. Um, I've presented panels on everything from obscure anime movies that I think people should check out a retrospective on Gundam, the birth, death, and rebirth of the OAV format, uh, a, one of my favorite panels that I've ever done, a panel on the anime bubble of 2007-2008, and uh, one on my favorite director of all time, uh, a guy by the name of Satoshi Kon. Mm. 
But so I, let, let's see what you got. Show me some things that you bought. Um, I bought some art prints uh, this year, some with uh, some pretty ladies, because I wanted to piss off my dad. Because my dad, he does he he tolerates my hobby, but he doesn't like the fact that I um that I'm hanging posters of girls with fat anime titties in my room. <laughs> One of the things I bought, I mentioned uh, Bandai Tamashi Nations um right here. This is a Bandai exclusive uh real grade model kit of the Sazabi from Mobile Suit Gundam Shars Counterattack. Look at me, I'm such a nerd. Um, no. And it's a, a transparent version, which means I have to be extra careful because, uh, transparent plastic bears a lot more stress than solid plastic, meaning that it cracks easier. And I just want to state for the record, Disco and Conan, these are not toys. Bandai even says on their website that Gundam plastic model kits are not toys. Even though they have points of articulation, they are not meant to be played with. They are not meant to be given fig bats because the plastic (laughs) that these things are made of is rather brittle. And if you use enough impact, they can crack. So please do not say that I make toys. These are model kits. Damn it. You know, outside of these big shonen fight anime or series that have girls with uh, the aforementioned fat anime titties. Because your what'd name. You, well, hold on. What'd you just say? Fat anime titties. Who? Which one has the biggest ones? Do I have to? Yeah, tell me. I Go don't want to do this, but I will. If we're talking like who has the biggest bust I've ever seen in an anime, it's from this. It's from a show that I will say is a guilty pleasure of mine called Queen's Blade. There is a girl in there, but I should say a woman by the name of Catalea. Named after a flower. Spell that for me. C-A-T-T-L-E-Y-A. Her breasts are the size of medicine balls. And probably weigh about as much, too. Oh, and, wow. Yeah. Um, tell me, who's the hottest anime girl that you are a fan of? Oh, uh, that's an easy one for me. Revy from Black Lagoon. R-E-V-Y. Revy. She is a Taiwanese-American, I don't want to say assassin, but like a bounty hunter who is able to just take out hordes of thugs using her signature 9mm sword cutlasses. Also, you may want her, but you can't have her. And if you and if you dare hit on her, she will probably put a bullet right between your eyes. Wow. But that was pretty much my weekend at Anime NYC. I'm going back next year because it's a local convention and I won't have to pay for a hotel. In fact, next year I plan on cutting back my conventions from six to four. It is Most, expensive to go to these things. Yeah, and that's why I plan on cutting back. Yeah. All right, Nate, I want to thank you for coming on again. Do you have a final message for all my listeners? I don't really have anything to say, you know, follow me on Twitter at OtakuNate30 where I mostly just spend time uh, taking the piss out of WWE because that's really all I post on Twitter. Um, (laughs) Check me out on Instagram also where I occasionally post pictures of what I'm up to with uh, I am NateTendoWe on Twitter, or NateTendoWe on Instagram, N-A-T-E-N-D-O-W-I-I. Okay. And, um... You can check out check me out on the Hardcore Podcast on the YouTube channel 
Headbanger 142, where I talk uh, robot combat with my friend and fellow roboteer Brandon Nichols. As I said last time, we would be on SoundCloud, but Brandon's too lazy to do it. Oh, my God. Does Brandon still live at home? Yeah, and I keep telling him, man, apply to jobs where you can use your skills in robot combat. You know what? That's really good advice for anybody. Uh, Nate, before we go, I want uh, I would love for you to serenade me with, with one of your uh, verses, one of your Catholic songs. <clears throat> well, all right. Lucky for you, I've got my uh, I've got an iPad that has uh, all of our church songs on there. All right, here we go. Please join us in singing Psalm number 726, I Am the Bread of Life. I am the bread of life. I am the hope in night. I am the door wide open. I am the shepherd's might. I am the truth and light. I am the way and life. I am who am and I am for you. Come and follow me. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Well, that's the show everyone thank you so much for listening i want to thank my guests hambone and nate milbank please check out the freaking hambone show on the creative control network and give nate and hambone a follow on twitter please thanks for listening everyone bye for now <laughs>